0: Welcome to Connected, a Christian podcast for young people in Gloucestershire and beyond. So, welcome to a connected conversation. It's really great to be meeting with uh, Alex today. Alex is a um, young man that I've known for a number of years um, who lives in Ukraine and um, obviously Ukraine is somewhere that's really important uh, to us at the moment in terms of the war going on. So we're going to be having a chat with Alex about what it means to live in Ukraine at the moment. Hi Alex, how are you doing? Can you uh, introduce yourself?
1: So I'm Alex, I'm from Ukraine, and I'm a Christian since my childhood. Yeah, and um, when I became a student, I met a really cool organization that was working with youth, with students, and uh, I spent, I liked it so much that I spent uh, five years uh, being involved in events they are organizing, and through that my uh, faith has strengthened and also God used that to share uh, gospel to a lot of other students. And uh, after the finishing university, I decided that I want to become a missionary and want to continue doing
0: what I'm doing uh, in that that organization. So until just a couple of months ago, you were living and working in Kiev um, and then the war started. So what happened to you? we was living in uh,
1: in uncertainty for several months because Russian, they were connect- collecting troops and uh, different uh, war machines around our borders. And uh, we are not lucky because uh, there's huge connection. Uh, our borders are pretty long and mm-hmm. we didn't know if something would start and if it would start, from where it can from where it can start yeah but everything was everything started from uh, belarus uh and uh they they tried to uh take capital there are about uh, four and a half million living uh lived uh, in in kiev before the war and one third or even half of Half of those people decided to understand, understood that they should leave Kiev as soon as possible, and they took their cars and started moving to uh, to the western part of Ukraine, uh, to Lviv and to the borders of Ukraine. People should pack everything uh, as fast as possible, and that is really valuable uh, things that they would really need uh, to some backpacks or. Um, yeah, something else, and pack it into their cars. Or if they don't have car, as I, as me, for example, they should just take those things and carry them. Just think, what what things you take with you? What are the most valuable things for, for you? So I uh, I took some things, uh, maybe in in half an hour, uh, and uh, I came to Lviv and uh in in a few days i understood that i have only one pair of uh pants yeah and I, I if i would if i would uh clean them i wouldn't i like i i would have nothing to wear on and uh, i'm happy that uh one of my another another person that was near me he understood that i have only one pants and he gave me his one and uh, yeah, so that's why I have two pants right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, God really take care of me because a few weeks later, we came back to Kiev for for half an hour, and I took another two or three p- pairs of jeans with me. So I'm really a lucky person right now. Yeah, it's it's really hard to understand. And it's really crazy feeling when you came back when you can, when you can have possibility to came back to your apartment um, and just understand that it's okay. Like uh, it's, it's, uh, it's in the same condition as yeah. you left it. So, um, rocket doesn't, uh, hit your house. So you're in Lviv right now.
0: Um, whereabouts are you stay?
1: So I live in uh, I live in in a house. Uh, so one of uh, ex campus members uh, it it it's his house. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: His his per- his uh, family uh, he they are they are abroad. They are in Poland now, and he had just empty house, and he decided to host us, and uh, that's why I. I'm here. His family consists of uh, wife and uh, three daughters, so that's why this room in pink uh, and and just bright colors with butterflies and and, and uh, clouds on, on the ceiling. So yeah, it's pretty pretty. Yeah, but I'm in in really I'm living in really great conditions, and I see that God was taking care about me.
0: Can you just give us a little bit of the background of what happened uh, in Ukraine and uh, how the war started?
1: When war in Ukraine started, uh, what year?
0: Yeah, so I remember that it was 2014, wasn't it? When Russia annexed Crimea and then started to um, invade the eastern regions of ukraine so yeah i'd say 2014 yeah uh, you are right exactly uh, because a
1: lot of even even a lot of ukrainians they forgot that uh, actually war started in 2014 yeah and it started from uh, euromaidan uh, it was uh, so one of our ex presidents we change our presidents pretty pretty often because uh, we don't like a lot of things that they are doing, and we like electing a new one. So, um, one of our ex-presidents, he was uh, pro-Russian, and uh, he passed laws that Ukrainians didn't agree with, and we started strikes uh, to show that we had not agree with him all around uh, our country, but the largest one we were in capital, in Kyiv, our ex-president, Yazunkovich, he just uh, go out to the country and uh, we, we should have, we should choose new president. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking advantage of destabilization country, uh, Russian agents, they decided to make fake referendum uh, and uh, announced, uh, so they take out uh, Crimean peninsula and also started war in Donbass region. And that war uh, was called uh, ATO. It came from anti-terrorist again, operation. And uh, so that anti-terrorist operation, it was held in uh, like Duga- Lugansk and Donetsk region. Uh, yeah, so war, uh, war was there. And uh, on that time, I was living in Dnipro, Uh, And it was the closest city city to the front line, and if uh, soldiers were uh, seriously wounded, they uh, uh, they came to Dnipro by helicopter, and uh, they were healed or they was operations were uh, in hospital, in one of the hospitals. And when I heard that uh, sirens, uh, I was stopping. I, I, I stopped. Each time, or I was trying to stop and just uh, praying about uh, soldiers that are uh, that came here uh, that need to to have operation, and also I was praying about uh, about doctors that would make that hard operations, and um, so. But uh, in 2014, uh, we were serving students. Um, and our ministry to students, it completely changed. Yeah. Um, we came to hospitals uh, to communicate with soldiers who were wounded. Uh, we brought some sweets, uh, came there to speak with them, how everything uh, was doing, just asking how they feel themselves, and uh, just listened to them, listened to their stories, and also trying was trying to uh, share the gospel uh, during those meetings. Mm. Um, also, we organized volunteer trips to uh, to the east part of Ukraine. Uh, we brought some humanitarian help to to the people there, and also helped to rebuild or repair houses there. We are not uh, we were not professional builders. Uh, but uh, most of most of uh, students who came there, they were boys and they could, could uh, carry some heavy stuff and it was really a uh, thing that, that we needed on that time. Also, we tried to communicate and uh, to be connected with students uh, from a tall region that were studying in Nipro on that moment and uh, God helped us and uh, I remember those, those days that the, those were the first time when we uh, officially uh, communicated and we uh, were connected with universities with whom we are working. Uh, they understood and they knew that we are a Christian organization but they were open because we provided some help for
0: for students. Yeah, how do you how do you equate your faith into that? How do you, you recognize what God's doing in amongst all of this pain and hurt and hatred? You know, how do you continue to connect with God in that really awful situation that you're in and you've been in for, for a number of years? On that time,
1: we met Yana, and she came from territory where war uh, was and is continuing um and uh she was interested in us uh she uh, maybe two or three weeks later she heard gospel on one of the personal meetings in maybe half a year or in a half in, in a year she accepted christ so mm-hmm. uh, i understand that uh god used that uh, used that war used that situation to so that we knew about yana and we met her, and her life uh, changed radically. Uh, she was baptized, in one of, and became an active part of one of the churches in Ukraine, uh, in in Proy exactly. And uh, two years later, she became a missionary. It's really um, hard question. Like uh, from the beginning of war, uh, a lot of. Christians and people all around the world, they are asking and they are thinking, okay, uh, where is God in all of that situation? Mm. And it's a hard question to, to answer. Um, but I really like the phrase which I heard this Sunday uh, at Sunday service, that um, very often we don't see and understand what God is doing in exact, in exact moment. But very uh, often we understand and see God in like in retro- re- retrospective way. Uh, God is doing something. Uh, God is taking control of that situation. And if there was no war, maybe we would not met Yana, and Yana's life wouldn't be changed uh, by by the gospel. And maybe a lot of other girls in Kharkov would not hear about Christ, if we would not met Yana one day in, in Dnipro because of that war.
0: So how do you personally uh, feel, think, respond to Russians and, and, and what's going on in your country?
1: Uh, they tried to take Kyiv where I lived uh, for three days, <laughs> but I'm happy that it was, it was impossible. And they didn't, uh, they didn't did it. And uh, it's a miracle that we were standing for such a long time. Mm. Uh, It's a miracle. And I'm really thankful to God that he uh, give wisdom to our commanders how to, how to protect ourselves, how to stop enemy. And I think that uh, God was doing something inside of the head of Russian, of Russian soldiers, uh, because they were not so effective as they could be mm. and uh yeah so th- those were miracles me uh, as as for me right now I'm helping uh our i uh, helping with military supplies for uh for soldiers because I think we understood really important thing that uh if we would not have, if we would not help soldiers, there would be much more uh, Refugees in uh, in in future, and if you want to stop uh, evil, we should uh, take guns and go protect uh, country, or at least um, do what we can to help our soldiers. And also, we just we don't want just uh, find necessary stuff for them, but we want to build uh, to build personal connections with uh, with soldiers and tell that. We are praying about you. Uh, we are, we want to take care of you, and we don't on, we that doesn't on the doesn't want to find you maybe some necessary clothes or um, protecting system. But we also want to to tell that uh, God is taking care of you, and I'm taking I, I'm worrying about you.
0: So, how has all of this changed your? thoughts about God the things you believe your faith has it been been challenged been uh, been changed in, in, in through all of this
1: um, so I would start from pretty interesting uh, interesting fact uh, that uh, after some pretty hard uh, battles in ato region uh, war was not so strict and wasn't so hard, and we people not only in Ukraine but all over the world. This is how we constructed uh, that we uh, started. We starting living with pain, with, with constant pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but that pain can like can have different uh, different stages. Uh, maybe you could, uh, you can uh, you can lose your leg or hand etc and that would be one uh, feeling of pain and or you can cut your uh, finger with knife and that would be another another uh, feeling of pain and it looks like that we uh, after some period of time when war wasn't so strict uh, and hard uh, like it was still bleeding and our soldiers were we were dying uh, in the Tor region, but it doesn't uh, connect it, or it doesn't influence the life of every Ukrainian mm-hmm. as it influenced right now. And uh, just how that affected my, uh, my life, so I started thinking more about uh, I started re- realizing uh, how sinful sin is because uh, before the war, you was uh, you was thinking about sin as as maybe anger or as something or maybe pornography or something like that. And a lot of Christians they are fighting against pornography as the main uh, as the main sin of all life. Yeah, it's of course it's it's really significant and really serious topic to think about. But there's also another another things to, to think about. And uh, I understand that sinful the The sinfulness of sin. I understand and started thinking uh, how uh, how death is real. Uh, I started thinking more about death and that my life can uh, can stop uh, one day. And I started thinking more about death. Um, Also, uh, when I when I moved to Kiev, I moved to Kiev uh, three years ago. Maybe this is like third year when I'm living in Kiev. When I lived in Kiev, mm-hmm. exactly, and uh, I found a church uh, that mostly consists of people who were who are refugees from uh, from Lugansk region, from Mato region. And uh, then when I when I saw when I started thinking about their lives. Uh, I started thinking more about and i saw- I understood that God take care of them uh, mm. they had enough food they were living in uncomfortable conditions uh for months, maybe years they were living in 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 churches uh and that's great that churches were open to serve uh people. Like right now they have and you they had a new page in their life, and some of them they even tell that uh, I see and I understand that here in Kyiv, I have even more possibilities than I had living in in Lugansk mm-hmm. and it's sad and of course it's hard, and it was before the war uh, our, our talk, and they told that, of course I would not uh repeat it if I could like choose would would i want to uh, that, do i want to repeat it and they told no but i'm really thankful god uh, that he like opened that page uh for us mm-hmm. and uh yeah so god is taking care for them even in hard situations
0: and of course you're a refugee yourself now so do you feel that the same that god's looking after you and taking care of you as a as a displaced person
1: yeah yeah um of course i it's and just imagine uh that those people from a to region uh so they they used to feel it a second time in their life yeah and so they've refugees and and they escaped from uh Pyrwomaysk to kyiv now they should and they, they have to evacuate and be refugees again. And uh of course after like when I uh, when I listened to their stories before before the war, uh I I thought that I understand their feelings. Yeah. I thought that I understand how they feel, how it's so bad and etc. But right now I, I understand I started understanding them more. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Uh, on, the, on the 24th of February, uh, I became a, I became a refugee, um, but I understand that I live in, in really great conditions right now.
0: Alex, it's been so amazing to just hang out with you this afternoon and um, I love you so much. You're, I always say you're my little brother and it breaks my heart to know what's happening in ukraine and to hear some of the stories that you're telling um but i'm so proud of you and what you're doing and how you're seeing seeking god and finding god in some of these things so um, we are praying so much for you and for ukraine and for everything that's going on Um, and you know i just want to say a massive thank you to you for giving your time to just spend some time with me, which is always a pleasure, but to, to agree to, to kind of have some stuff recorded as well um, for the podcast. I'm
1: really thankful for, uh, for you, for things you are doing for Ukrainians, and you would continue doing, maybe increasing those things. That is really valuable for us, and we really appreciate that.
0: So a huge thank you to Alex for joining me for this connected conversation. Um, do send us any comments or questions or reflections that you've got on it you can find us on our instagram at connect youth and uh, yeah we'll catch up with you soon bye